uh, the preamble. The preamble, a preamble to the to the amble. I don't know. The, yeah. The uh, the inlay card of the uh, the record. Did you listen to the Tail Enders episode, the most recent one? It was quite. Well, I haven't actually. I it's I've funny. been catching up on yeah. a couple of others, um, yeah, okay. and I've I've had a bit of a bit of a break from some of my usual podcasts. So. Oh, nice. um, just uh, I was just catching up on like there's one I listened to called the Luke and Pete show, which is a spin-off show from the Football Ramble. Um, football, fucking hell, Dave, what's y- happened to you? Well, this is the thing you see. I don't really listen to the Football Ramble, um, but the spin-off show has nothing to do with football. It just happens to be two of the dudes that are on that podcast as well. It's quite a successful one, oh, um, and actually, it's quite a good show. It's kind of like <laughs> I'd say it's not far removed from the format of this show in a way. Just uh, in terms of rambling just, nonsense about nothing yeah, in particular. but they're um, I think they're infinitely more professional. Um, what are you saying? One, <laughs> I think we keep it a bit more loose. They, they're, loose they're, goosey, they're, mate. They're, they seem to have sharpened up their uh, their antics. But, well, how, uh, how is it more professional? What are they doing? Uh, I think this. I think their shows are. I, I'd say uh, are probably a lot more planned. But you know. Oh right. That's, um, Fuck that. That's never going to happen. Well, this well, is what, it. I mean, this yeah. is, I suppose, one of the uh, the good things about this the uh, the unicorn format. does try, but uh, mm, I, mm. I derail it as often as I can. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's always good to go. She off does her best little, to try and uh, reel tangent. in my ramble randomness. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's always good. Um, Shout out to the yeah. unicorn if she's listening. So, we should. Uh, she'll be on soon, I'm sure. So, we're probably gonna. I've got to set one up where actually it's been ages since we've done one. So we'll probably do that soon. We'll see. So. Nice, nice. I was well, busy watching um, a, um, a how to build your own PC guide on YouTube. It's been most interesting. So, you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been toying with the idea of upgrading to a PC rather than a Mac as my main like rendering editing machine. Um, mm-hmm. And then just get myself like a, you know, bog standard, you know, MacBook Air, new, new one of those, like a not so expensive one or something. I'm, I'm, I'm toying with the idea, so because it comes in cheaper than getting a, well, getting the spec of MacBook Pro that I want. So, and I can get yeah, the same I performance think you'd save out of a PC. A fair bit of money and have a pretty fat PC. Oh mate, I did a test where I was I spec'd up the MacBook Pro that I want mm. with the storage that I want, the RAM, the bumped up graphics and processor and it comes in just under seven grand it's like six six eight it mm-hmm. comes in at um plus i was looking at then getting an external thunderbolt 3 solid state drive because they're fucking rapid um but they cost about 600 bucks so you're talking like seven and a half grand basically pretty much maybe a bit under which is fucking crazy money really so i I specced up a pc with that budget in mind i specced up a pc with a 32-inch 4K retouching monitor um, and keyboard, mouse, um, some other bits and bobs, and it came in less than that. It came in at like 7.2 or something like that. Fucking crazy. Delivered as well. So, yeah. And that's Ooh, all custom, pre-built, you know, Ryzen 9 3900X, no, 3950X, which is like the latest top-spec processor that's probably like three or four times more powerful than the best chip they offer in the mac in the mac pro which costs like 50 grand or something so yeah wow so i, I could probably get for for like well the p the computer itself is about five and a half and for that you get a computer that will outperform a mac pro by you know 
probably at least four, forty or fifty grand you'd have to spend on the Mac Pro to get something close. I think it's fucking mental, really, when you think about it. So the only problem yeah, is it's fucking insane. Windows, but you know what are you going to do? So I don't know. It's a possibility, and I almost pulled the trigger the other day, but then I theoretically lost my job. So I thought, well, maybe I should. That's probably lucky I didn't <laughs> fucking do it because that would have been well annoying. Yeah, so, it might, it's quite a uh, quite a hefty sum of money. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, I don't know. For the longevity and for the what it can do, I mean, it's not mm, too bad. Mm. And you know, like I said, it's well. If you yeah, get yeah. A map you've got Pro, to speculate to accumulate, Timmy. If you're out there in the marketplace, yeah, doing high high end work, yeah, that's high the thing. End, high so, end tools, and it's so, um, I'm definitely noticing the problems when editing. That's that's my main mm. thing at the moment. Mm. So it's it's almost kind of demotivating me to edit because the amount of time I've got to waste so it's like oh so yeah. I, yeah, I, I was I going know. to ask a silly question and whether I don't think this sort of exists in the world of uh, Tim and, and tech but uh, you haven't thought about maybe going for a slightly lower spec and, and spending a bit less but being upgradable um, well to be honest <laughs> that spec I built which is about that five grand mark for that computer is um, it's not maximum hits out awesome like the graphics cards are very mid-range not particularly amazing mm-hmm. it's all right but yeah. so i have thought a little bit about that and, and compromised in some areas yeah, yeah. but yeah I, I i do get what you mean <laughs> I, I i try and do that i go in and there's this website i go on which uh it's like a, i think it's called pc case gear you can go and spec your own PC on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I go with all the intentions of going, right, I'm going to max it at like three grand and just and just kind of like, you know, compromise on some things and just get something decent but not super amazing and then upgrade gradually. But every time I try and do that, it's like, I was like, oh, well, I should really just do put that one on and then I put that one on and then you end up mm-hmm. fucking, it's five grand. You're like, oh, well, yeah. You know. The so, other thing to consider that as well is that it's good to think of ahead a bit because like part of the issue is is that that um software the, the software that you run constantly wants more from your machine well so yeah you, that is the problem so you do have to you know, kind of and software moves along at a pace as well so it's constantly updating well that's what i've noticed is- photoshop 2020 or adobe cs 2020 um on my computer at work which was one of those old mac pros I don't mm. think it can handle it. Like I've upgraded, we've all, we've all upgraded recently, and everyone's just struggling with performance now. And yeah. I, I think it's the software's reached a point where it just needs better graphics performance and better GPU mm. and CPU, all that mm. sort of shit. So yeah, it is interesting you say that. It's um, you know, and actually the thing that's sort of steering me away from getting a MacBook Pro is like you, you're just set into waiting for their upgrade cycles. And then you've got to yeah, buy at the right yeah. time, and then and then you're just locked in for a until for, for the entire duration of owning that thing. So it's it, it's sort mm. of like oh, I don't know if I want to do that. If I get something I can build myself, I can just chuck in, you know, like you say, just incrementally upgrade. As long yeah, as you get a yeah. good motherboard, I think that's the key. You get a motherboard that can handle higher output. Definitely, and then man. You just, yeah, definitely, definitely. You, you, that's the way forward. You build from there, basically. So. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. I mean, I'm putting more money into the motherboard, and then, well, to be fair, I then did decide I'd put in the best 
CPU you can buy at the moment. So that's probably what wasn't a compromise. <laughs> but it's um, but it's like well, if you get that, that's so far ahead of its time that it's like well, it will be good for years. Well, again, so, yeah, future proofing yourself. Yeah. So, so and then the GPU, obviously the graphics card. I was oh, I'll just get a mid range, and then that you know they're about to bump those up soon, and that that that's mm. moving quicker. That's like a really consistent yearly incremental upgrade that they do it you know and it, it, it gives you quite good big bumps of performance so i think mm. that's the that's the key i think but yeah it, it's i don't know it's interesting but it's all mute anyway because i can't really go and drop seven grand on a setup because uh, as of next week i got no work <laughs> so um yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just yeah. shared something on facebook get, telling people to give me work but it's probably going to be a bit more difficult than that so um, um yeah, with my yeah. mate just well, now as i said mate i will be keeping my ears to the ground for you yeah um, yeah i mean part of me thinks they're just trying it on and just trying to get me to go full time and just saying oh we can't employ you anymore mm, so mm, so part of me the stubborn me is going right fuck it i'm gonna go and get a job somewhere else then and then not be because they're saying oh we just don't need it at the minute but then oh we definitely want you here i was like well all right come on <laughs> like uh, but mm, it's just mm. at the moment we just you know it's like well okay far enough i mean i suppose as a freelancer you do pay that that is the the risk you do have to yeah roll with yeah it, it happens where but, i work as well you know there's, yeah. a, there's a guy there that's like a video editor but like he he was employed there for ages pretty much and then mm. yeah he kind of i don't know it's it's kind of it's a bit more on and off now and uh yeah. he, he doesn't rely on us so heavily i mean fucking hell he he fully raided it from the time he was there so oh, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I've, I've, I suppose i've been freelancing three years but um yeah that's a pretty good place, run really so, um <laughs> but it's nice doing it and you just get more control over everything and you know you can, mm, so mm. um yeah it's stressful but i'm not actually that stressed since since they told me yesterday i was like was it yesterday yeah monday yeah so i was like ah oh, and then i actually feel quite i beat about it which is weird even though it's like uh, if I don't good. if I that's don't good. get work then I'm fucked. But that extra motivation actually I don't know maybe it helps. But. Well, no, you, you know the thing is you can you can make um, if it comes to it you can you can make changes that that will ease the pressure financially in your life. You know you've got you've got space to run out of room and you you yeah. know you can you can make. You can make small sacrifices, can't you, until you you get something more stable again. Like it's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. No, you do have a point. Yeah. 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 Um, that's my um, last. No, you've got, you got every reason to be positive. I mean, you, you could be all doom and gloom, and, and obviously there's all this talk about the economy getting fucked over by coronavirus and God knows what else. But, well, that's part of what's um, happened because China's yeah. just shut down and we've got a big yeah, chunk of business exactly. there. So yeah. it's a bit, I mean... I it know. is having an impact, but, oh, yeah, you know, there's still work out there for, for, for people that, uh, that want it. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. God, yes. You just have to yeah. get off your ass and look for it, don't you? So, yeah. yeah. It's, um, but, it's all good um, fun, so we'll see. Um, but I mean, they could turn around on Friday and go, oh, actually, we're really busy again. And then I'll have to go. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, so they just don't know. So it's, it's, it's very. The world keeps tricky. turning. Like the, 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 um, the corporate overlords won't, uh, won't stop unless they have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I want to push my food styling a bit more as well because um, the, the, yeah, pay, be really, the pay is good really cool. and I'm pretty good at it. I mean, I'm not amazing at it, but I'm getting pretty good at the opportunities I've yeah. had to do it. So. I just did a pizza hut thing, which I don't it think I can talk about. It ties in well to your foodie stuff. Well, well, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, and I've got most of the equipment already ready to go with this, really, apart from a few little things. But a good mm. pair of tweezers, that's always important. And some of those syringe things for squidging out yeah. food sources and shit. But once you've got those, you've got everything you need. It's a sharp knife, yeah. a pair of tweezers. Yeah. 
No, I reckon you could uh, you could do some interesting stuff with that. Mm. that. That leads leads nicely into actually something you just uh, triggered in my mind. Bit of a random segue into the conversation. It's but, all right, we uh, like segues. We went. We, we were we were into we were in Tasmania at the weekend, obviously. Oh yes, yes. Um, and uh, one of the things, randomly talking to some local people um, by chance of a meeting and a chat, and uh, they were just talking about the local area, but. There was a uh, the town of Derby where we went is um, oh. now mountain bike mecca in Tasmania, oh, which nice. um, is um, we went there a couple of years ago when the World Enduro was on. That was really cool. Oh, yeah, um, okay. And the town's just been transformed by mountain biking. Like, well, yeah. There's uh, if you Google yeah. searched Derby Tasmania, in the the first image that comes up is a mountain bike track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's been amazing. Like, and uh, to go back there at the weekend was really cool. And uh, like the town's just yeah really thriving and it, and it's so good to see and the mountain biking was was um, amazing like I mean we had a perfect day really it was pretty cool yeah, and windy up the top in the morning some of your but uh, cool, it soon cleared and um, you know it was 22 degrees and sunny all day I mean um, yeah it was awesome yeah. Um, so that's northeast Tasmania for people who don't know mm, yeah yeah and uh, interestingly actually yeah so. Going back to the food thing, there was um there was a uh, a company that had come out of it. Sort of, there's been some cafes pop up and stuff called Trailhead Food Co. And uh, I followed them on Instagram and all that kind of stuff because uh, it was quite interesting. And they were doing some really cool shit. But uh, okay. I asked one of the locals about it, and uh, they said sadly that um the the, the couple that were running it had, had gone their separate ways, and uh, so they sort of folded the company. Oh shit! But, uh, everyone was really shocked because they were like doing some really amazing stuff. And uh, anyway, they... going back to your line of work, it's like, well, maybe there's opportunities there to, to help, um, you know, uh, cafes and, and food businesses, you know, really uh, showcase their work. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I've done it a little bit with a few companies. Well, yeah, some yeah. like friends of mine I used to work with who've now branched out with their own businesses and like Fresh Blend Smoothies or, uh, well, Fresh Blend, I think they're just called Fresh Blend. They're based in Mosman and now they've got a few other shops opening up around Sydney. So um, I did some shoots for them, like food stuff, photography and a bit of styling for them um, just for their Instagram stuff and a bit of their menu things. And yeah, that, that was actually quite a nice little project. Like just like, you know, mates rate sort of thing, but it was, um, yeah, yeah, good, um, good experience to do it. So yeah, all all good for the portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been really lucky where I've been working because I've had the chance to food style, some pretty big clients like you know kfc mm. in australia a little bit but mainly france um canada and the us i've done stuff mm-hmm. for them in terms of food styling which is cool so i've got to update my portfolio with the food styling section now to try and push that but it's um yeah. it's a very interesting yeah. profession actually a lot of people think oh you can't eat it but to be honest the sort of stuff i do None of it's like, it's all fine. Obviously, you do, it's been left out, so you don't really want to eat it. But it's, um, we don't really use a whole lot of anything fake. It's just sort of um, yeah, all yeah. real. You might prop a few things up with the odd toothpick just to, you know, hold things in place. But that's about it, really. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people just think it's completely fake, but most of the time it actually isn't. So, um, yeah, yeah. I've seen some uh, quite funny YouTube clips of like how 
there are some tricks of the trade in that. That's quite interesting. A lot of those are American ones where they just yeah, use like yeah, PVA yeah. glue instead of milk and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it just, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I find that sort of stuff, it's just too fake. And a lot of the time I found with food stylists, I've worked with loads over the years. There's a few really good ones. You keep it really real, but some just, they're almost in the mindset of faking it to get this result. Yeah. And actually most a yeah. lot of the time just doing it in the real way would be, more effective it's, it's it's interesting it's like well, why don't you just do it, properly it till you make than, it <laughs> well yeah they just sort of fuck about and do this stuff and it's like well, why don't we just well let's just try and make it how it is actually made and see how it looks most of the time it looks mm. really good so you just take some care when you do it and yeah it's um interesting yeah to see yeah. the different approaches yeah. for it so yeah because uh, yeah, yeah so no that was yeah that was one sort of i suppose um thing that uh came out of the trip that was unexpected just to um, have that conversation with a random local person. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. going to call pop. Oh, that was the sound of a slightly empty bottle of whiskey, though. You can tell it's a slight <laughs> yeah, like echo at the end was, of the pop. Um, yeah, you, you might find some in a dark corner down the bottom of the bottles. Yeah, it's um, it's a shame. It was my nice whiskey. It's almost all gone. I was supposed to take my time with this one, but it sort is of... that the one that you bought when I was there? Oh yeah, so it's lasted <laughs> a fair while, got... isn't it? When, how long was that? It's not that long. You clearly been enjoying that one. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I was hoping it to last a bit longer, but yeah. Anyway, never mind. What are you <laughs> going to do? I'll just take a break for yeah. a bit. Maybe we'll see. But yeah. trouble is, once you started on this good shit, if you go back to the less good shit, you can you can really taste it. <laughs> like oh fuck, so yeah, you're kind yeah. of stuck yeah. on the higher end shit. I, I didn't get opportunity, unfortunately, in, when we were in Tassie to, um, oh, to, to really sort of go and do anything like that because I had a full day of riding on Saturday. Um, and then uh, sort of Sunday was just spent kind of, um, yeah, kind of just chilling out and going to have breakfast and stuff like that. But we had, we had a, a nice nice break. It was good. Yeah, sounds good. And then you, we, um, you were e-biking, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. That was, so, that was cool. Um, what was the bike you were using? Uh, I had a giant, um, what was it? A uh, giant rain, um, E pro, uh, 2020 model. Um, uh, yeah, it was decent. It was, uh, uh, reasonably heavy, but had, um, really good suspension setup. It's got a fat, like rear Fox, uh, shock on it, but the shock's got also like, um, another chamber on it as well. Um, it's kind of, it's, I think the boat's quite heavy because it's an e-bike, yeah, um, okay. but uh, well set up um, and actually probably like beast, one of the yeah. best e-bikes I've ridden in terms of the brakes. It has the same brakes that I've got on my mountain bike ones, and they're just yeah. so much better than yeah, the ones I've ridden before. Massive. Yeah, you'd yeah. think you'd need really big brakes to make that. $6,000 US brand new, I reckon. Mm. It's, it's about um, eight grand here, I yeah, it was a it was a bit of a beast. Um, it was interesting as well though, because the, the the ones I've ridden, well, one of the ones I've ridden before uh, up at Lake Mountain, is specialised. I think it was a Levo or Canevo. That was a twenty nine er. That was Canevo. the first time I'd ridden a twenty nine er. Oh, okay. How would you find yeah. that? Well, the twenty nine er was really really good in terms of they just like when you're on technical climbs and it gets rocky and steep. They just roll over everything like without any kind of fuss. Yeah, that's good. Um, but they handle quite differently in the, in like the berms and stuff. So the twenty seven. There's times when the twenty nine is just like great, 
And then there's times when you want to be on the 27.5, which is what I had this weekend. Yeah. Um, is that but a good the 27.5 with the rocks and stuff, you get a lot more sort of um, chatter through the suspension and, and, yeah, okay. and it doesn't roll as easily. So then you lose more momentum. Yeah. Um, and so it makes it, it makes it harder work on really rocky technical stuff, um, especially when you're climbing. Um, hard that's where the 29er the, comes into its own. Yeah, probably hard work on the actual E part of it as well, I suppose. Mm. Maybe. With that. Yeah, so I mean, I was impressed efficiency. by the performance of the motor. Like, yeah. once I got to grips with it, because uh, it was funny, like, because I went in and they chucked it straight on the trailer because I was renting from the same place as the tour company. And um, they didn't actually, the woman in the shop forgot to show me how the thing worked. Right, so <laughs> I was like, because on the Giant, it doesn't actually, a lot of them have a little like screen or, or whatever. And on the Giant, they've kept it very simple. But you kind of need to know what the sequences are of, of how to know what mode you're in. So oh, yeah, sure. it was a little bit counterintuitive to start with. But I think I figured it out anyway. I mean, I used, I must have done about 50, a good 50 plus K of uh, riding that day. And I probably had. Mm, a quarter battery left still. That's pretty good. And I, yeah, and I didn't. I probably even more than that actually. And I didn't. I caned it in some parts, but actually, I probably kept it in quite a low mode. But you know, I was glad I had an e-bike that day. In our group, I was the only one on e-bike, and everyone else was fucked. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they must have been well jealous of you. Yeah, like um, yeah, I uh, I copped a bit of chat from a couple of them, but only like friendly banter. But um, my mate yeah. um, Johnny was over there. Uh, at the moment and he was going to do yeah, he was like hiking yeah. mountain biking all this sort of shit so yeah, there wasn't yeah. a grumpy Asian guy there was there <laughs> no 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 <laughs> we're not no, grumpy everyone, but, that's yeah. the great thing about it man everyone's just so stoked to like go and ride there it's so yeah, much yeah, fun yeah um, like the first run we did was uh, like um, a 15k kind of best bit descent of um, the New St. Helens trail so that runs from down in, in Derby you can join that trail and it's like a 60K, 50, 60K like epic ride down to the Bay of Fires in St. Helens. Oh, yeah, nice. um, it's a tough ride apparently. And uh, But the the tour kind of, the guided thing that I did um, where they shuttle you to each place. Um, so you do like a, a, one of the best sections just full on descending for like 15K. Oh, so it's nice. the first bit part of the ride. Yeah, that suit me. Yeah, that was awesome that was it was just really different though because the trail was quite a lot newer than some of the others and the guy said like they'd had a bit of rain and like the berms haven't like they've got clay underneath them and he said like it's been catching a lot of people out um and they've had a bit of rain up there so just like be careful and so yeah i reckon I, i'd like to ride that section again because i was on a bike that was totally alien to me to start off with as well yeah, so true, i was pretty yeah, slow yeah. to start off with but once i got to grips with the bike and then like the rest after that, the second part of the morning was riding um, Atlas part of the trails, um, which was really awesome, like totally different. And okay. actually, they were riding like really fast and really grippy. So I got a lot more confident on the bike and a lot faster. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we went, we had lunch at the pub, which was really cool, um, really nice, really nice bunch of people, all a good laugh. And then, um, yeah, rode the, um, the Blue Tear trails uh, in the afternoon. Um, which again were just fucking unreal. Like some of them were like double black diamonds and stuff. It's <laughs> just like full on shit your pants type stuff, but yeah. actually like a really challenging ride. 
and that's where the e-bike kind of came into its own because I finished like there was a guy I rode with for some of the day who was a really good rider a really nice guy but he was just on a standard bike but there were times when I struggled to keep up with him mainly on any downhills because he just flew but then I would catch up with him on the climbs um but he he broke his chain in the morning like halfway around the trail um and he still was only like it took him a while because he had to push up some sections um to get to the end but he still was like quite a lot quicker than a lot of other people i was like holy <laughs> shit dude chain. you rolled up at the pub i'm like mate you're not that far behind me considering you don't have a fucking chain on your bike <laughs> so he just pushed on the uphills and then yeah, free wheeled yeah the it was crazy it. he just said oh he any any of the sections going downhill he said it was really good because he knew he can pedal like the next section so he just carried all his speed through all the berms and he said he just like rode like an absolute bandit like he's a good rider <laughs> he was fucking he was so fast i couldn't keep up with him on the downhills yeah right fucking hell um yeah so that was pretty cool and then then we fixed his chain at the pub and uh then he could ride the rest of the afternoon but i um yeah i he caught up with me probably about 10 15 minutes after um i finished the ride back into the town but um yeah, there was a bad. local girl who rode with us who was like the wife of the, the, the dude who was doing the shuttle and she rode with us all day. And then I met up with her near the end when I was trying to decide the last kind of section of trail I was going to do back into town. And, uh, she showed up about five minutes behind me and, uh, yeah, she said she'd seen the other guys, but they were just having a rest or whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah. it was really cool because she was local. She took me, I, I was like, I'm not really sure which way I should go, what trail I should take. And she was like, Oh, did you just come down that one? And I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but, uh, she said, ah, oh, you picked a really good one and it was fucking awesome. And then she was like, follow me. Um, and I'll, I'll take you down the best trails into the town. So then I got like an extra bit of riding, um, just with like, uh, one of the locals who just showed me some cool shit and she took me through this tunnel, like this really long tunnel. Um, there's like pitch black and oh, can see a fucking thing. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to crash. Or I could just about make, make out her outline in front of me. And, uh, but that was really awesome. And then you come out the other end and then uh, you just like blast down this chute and then back into town. It was, um, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. So, um, yeah, that was, that um, sweet. yeah, nice. I scared myself shitless at times, but, um, yeah, survived. So that was cool. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good, good little trip. Yeah, man. Yeah, I um I like going there, man. It's uh, it's such a beautiful part of the world. Any yeah, anyone yeah. who hasn't been to Tasmania, you should definitely go and check it out. And if you like mountain biking, um, I actually read an article today about uh, they're um they're talking about you know well Tasmania is becoming just like one of the destinations. They're uh, they're, they're already making plans to develop it more um, in another part of Tasmania. So that's, yeah, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. I suppose it's one of the few accessible untouched wildernesses that there are around the world that's mm. kind of reasonably mm. easy to access and get around yeah and, you know experience yeah. it it's um i've never been i really want to go it's crazy that i've not been actually but oh, it's actually the one of the well, few if places in australia week, man, I've not get done, yourself so. over there go and explore <laughs> well yeah i don't know whether not working and taking a trip is particularly uh a good way to save money so it's um i don't know I was, my <laughs> well, friends yeah, um but, you know <laughs> my friend sam and her sister are about so uh i might go off and do a day trip with them just drive 
the car down south or something and do a little jaunt through the national parks or something. So I might do that. Very nice. Um, Very yeah, nice. Because we'll unless I get work, if my uh, Facebook post has had any response yet, I don't know. Although I don't know if half the people at work know uh, that I'm not going to be there next week. So <laughs> it's um, I might raise a few eyebrows for people who haven't been told. But anyway, I don't mm. know. So it'll be fun. So. Yeah, that uh, yeah, it could be fun. Could be fun. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, hopefully you will get yourself over there at some stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah. sent I just sent you that article about yeah. They're talking about the west coast of Tasmania. Um, talking about how that's been kind of um, identified as a potential spot for some really cool west wilderness coast. kind of backcountry riding. Yeah, I mean, there's, cool. I mean, it's massive national park yeah. there isn't it it's franklin yeah, gordon yeah. wild rivers yeah. national park but i don't i suppose there'd be a limited amount of um they probably wouldn't let a lot of that happen there i don't know i don't know what the rules are for things like that in terms of um yeah i think they're things, i think they, they're, they're kind of they're quite a forward-thinking government in tasmania but i think they're kind of opening themselves up a little bit i hope that they um you know things like coronavirus and stuff like that doesn't sort of uh, put a damper on things but at the same time I think they need to be fairly cautious about opening the floodgates but, uh, yeah I mean I guess tourism does bring in revenue which is important because that can go straight mm. back into you know con- conservation and stuff so um, yeah exactly I think if the money goes to the right place yeah uh, if you can get the balance right then yeah, it could definitely yeah. work so. you know mountain biking it does have an impact on the environment but um, it also has a big impact on uh, you know people's well-being and uh, people's appreciation. I'd say it's quite a minimal impact in that it's just a trail, really, isn't it? There's a quite a minimal yeah, amount yeah. of trail that's yeah. going to get chewed up. So, um, I guess is it worth? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mountain bikers are There's, generally yeah. pretty responsible lot anyway. Um, so yeah, generally there are dickheads, unfortunately, which does ruin it for some people. But um, you know, yeah, I think people. People genuinely, I think the, the, the good thing is about is um, now in a lot of places where they've seen responsible trail management, it's stopped a lot of actually quite damaging um, activity by, by mountain bikers to build their own trails and stuff and start hacking things about. Um, and now it's much more professionally managed. It's actually, yes, it does have an impact, but they minimize the impact and they and they work with the, with the land rather than just kind of smashing the place up. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because there, there has been some sort of trouble with that, which I can understand. That's not that's not responsible, you know. You can't. But people people want to go and explore, and you know they they just end up kind of <laughs> carving out paths through the countryside. Yeah, it's never good, is it? Mm. Mm. Well, they like building jumps and things, you know. But that happens. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, people like to play in the dirt, man. That's. Uh, not something we should necessarily discourage. Yeah, it's the way of things, isn't it? Yeah, like, not a bad thing, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have. Sorry, I'm. Um, I'm talking a lot, but uh, hopefully that. Uh, that's a good thing. Um, no, it was interesting. Yeah, it was good. It was good to. Um, yeah, the whole bike thing is interesting. So, I was chatting. Got a lot of. Uh, Got a lot of things uh, to um, to talk about, which is good. Yeah, I was um, chatting with guys at work about e-bikes and all that sort of stuff, so we were having a mm, nice chat about it last yeah. week. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's good to hear. Yeah, because yeah, you're actually someone who uses them, so it's nice to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a funny one. Like, uh, I did really appreciate having the e-bike uh, for a lot of the time, 
uh, on some of the rides I've done. But uh, there's also times when you think, oh, I'd just like to be on my own bike and, and actually not have that weight of the the, the e-bikes are funny thing. The extra weight is it means it's quite a different workout. Particularly, uh, my wrist is pretty yeah, uh, okay. gets pretty tired because <laughs> yeah. the extra weight is like you. you um, it, it takes a lot more hustle, especially on like the steep berms and stuff. I imagine they keep the weight as low as possible, though, in terms of batteries. They do, so, yeah. Uh, there's a flip side to that, and that actually the bikes feel really quite planted yeah. when you're when you're like railing it through the berms. So there's kind of trade-offs, and yeah, it, it, they're fun. They're fun, definitely. But I think on the downhills uh, and a normal bike is is probably more fun. There's just certain certain elements, but then the e-bike feels really stable when you're jumping on it. Like I don't really jump very much. Um, because I'm still getting my confidence back, obviously, after crashing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but they do feel, you notice a real difference in, like, my standard bike really feels light when you jump it. I suppose it's because it's that low center of yeah. gravity, so when you're yeah, in the air, yeah. it's... You're so that's quite, quite confidence-inspiring in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, in, in fun machines, man, they, they soak up a lot of fucking abuse. I, I bent the crank arm. <laughs> bent the crank arm? I, uh, yeah, the left crank arm. Um, I managed to... I actually bent more of the pedal than the crank arm, but um, I... Uh, was that just yeah, sheer just, uh, leg power? Pedal, pe- where was pedal strike? Like, on rocks. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Just, like, absolutely mullered the pedal on a massive <laughs> rock. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've broken it. But actually... I still managed to like it felt a bit weird because the pedal was bent, um, but I still managed to like ride the ride. Like that was probably about maybe three quarters of the way through the last ride. So do they mind that if you dented it? Or no, no just... oh, well I thought they might take a bit of my damage deposit, but I think they're just like, well, yeah, that's going to happen. So they take they take nice. a skim of your credit card for like two hundred dollars deposit for the bike. Yeah, okay, and then they'll take from that um, if you damage it, sort of thing. Well, they, she, I, I said, oh, I, I said, oh, uh, she was like, is everything cool with the bike and all the rest of it? They were really good. And I said, well, yeah, absolutely fine. I just said, I'm sorry, I bent on the pedals. And she was like, oh, that's all right. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll sort it out. And she didn't say anything about, um, she actually refunded my deposit. So yeah, okay. um, probably, I, I think that sort of thing is just expected as collateral. Yeah, they just, I mean, that, cause that's so easily to easy changeable yeah. isn't it I imagine they can just yeah. change the crank arm and the pedals pretty easy on those things I suppose so mm-hmm. they must have a big stack of them I suppose oh uh, yeah I'm sure those, those things get fucking ragged yeah. Um, but yeah yeah they've got a decent setup there it's, um, really how good. much was it to mad, run the bike mad MTB day? I would uh, highly recommend anyone who what's wants their, to go on, a, on an adventure so what's their name uh, it's mad MTB okay madmtb.com.au uh, I'm guessing it might be madmtbderby.com really. I can't remember what I'm talking about I'll just try but uh, yeah shout out to them they uh, they they uh, have a good good setup I was impressed yeah but, madmtb.com.au that's them yeah so, yeah good yeah. times what did it cost um, to rent it for the day if you don't mind ah uh, what did it cost I think all up, 
so for the shuttles, which was um, you know quite a lot of driving, like they they they're quite long tracks to get up to the trailheads. Um, uh, what was that? About 165, and then the bike rental for the day I think was about 170 or something like that. Oh, that's not too bad. So not bad really. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Look, considering the service you get, like, was really good, and the bike was a 2020 latest model. Yeah, right. Yeah. Know. Um, pretty decent, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, on that uh, trip, I started watching the Get Down, which um, oh, really sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've been meaning to watch it for a while. I'm only probably it, about cool. two episodes in, I think. Yeah, I've really liked it. It's great. It's um. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. A yeah, lot. it's very cool. It's quite magical mm. as well. The way they've done it, it's quite an interesting way yeah. that they've like there's yeah. a magic to it. That is, it must have mm. been how it would have felt at the time that hip hop was starting to do its thing, and these like the get down parties were happening and on the various you know street corners and blocks and stuff. It's um. Yeah, it's I kind of um, it does it does paint quite a. a well, it tells a really good story, I think. Yeah, no, it does, yeah. yeah. And it's obviously kind of um, a fictional story, but it is based around fact and folklore yeah. and all that sort of stuff, yeah. which is very yeah, cool. It's, so. it's the story of the stories, I'd say. Yeah. Probably that came out of the Bronx in that period. I mean, what a time that would have been to like be in that movement. That oh, mate, it was awesome. I think amazing. when I first watched it, I, I just binged the whole thing, man, the whole first season <laughs> in one day, and I just cranked open the whiskey about halfway through and just got obliterated <laughs> drunk watching it. It was so good. It was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And the second series is just as good as well. I think I, I really like that as well. So it's, um, yeah. Ah, I was going to say, I didn't, I wasn't sure whether there was a second series. Yeah, they've done two seasons. So, although they call it, nice. it's sort of, um, the way they describe it, it's a bit different, I suppose, but it's, um, I don't think of them seasons or series. Yeah. yeah but it, it's, yeah, um, seasons, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very cool, yeah. Yeah, so that's hmm. good you're watching it. Yeah, it's yeah I, I think it's um, it's yeah, it's nicely done. Um, there's Music's a little bit of schmaltz in places, possibly, but what do you mean schmaltz? It kind of it just gets. Hmm, I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. it almost uh, maybe a tiny bit whimsical, but actually, I can't really. You need a bit of that, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's it. I can't really complain about it because it seems to. It's good. It, it, it doesn't detract from it. It's hard to kind of pinpoint what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, it's just got you know that. I suppose if you were being um, lazy, you'd call it that sort of Americanism type sheen to it or something like that. That yeah, kind of well, cheapness. Yeah. But I think actually it's kind of um, it has that in equal measure in terms of obviously it's quite gritty as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I love the whole story of of the whole hip hop movement, obviously that's, um, that's yeah, it's awesome. great, man. It's really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, very good. being, being quite into music and, um, again, did you do your homework, Tim, on, um, no. listening to that album? I keep, Oh, the album I did. About. Yes. Yes. I didn't watch underdogs yet, but I did listen to the album. Ah, okay. You've done part of your homework. That's good. Yeah. I've done part of my homework. <laughs> so, um, I've listened to, I'm just bringing up, um, my, thingy recently added yeah so there's also been some other stuff i've been listening to as well actually but yeah so the retropolitan that's what's it called mm. yeah sky zoo mm. and pete rock sky zoo's good man 
Obviously, yeah. Pete Rock, his production's always solid. Um, I also tried listening to the Allegory by Royster Five Nine, but I need. It, it, I think it's one of those albums you got to listen to a few times. It's it's quite deep, yep. and it's yeah. I think it's gonna it's a grower that album. I think so. Mm, um, mm. But he's obviously got bias for days. Yeah. So it's you know. I struggle with growers these days. I'm I'm quite impatient. <laughs> well, that's it. It's putting the time. Yeah, you got putting yeah. the time in. You got to put it, the time in. Yeah, but. Retropolitan, you drop that on and it's instantly just yeah yeah man that's nice. what I love about it's it. A, I'm just like I, I've got it on heavy rotation. Yeah, but. so I mean it pretty much comes on every day in the car now because obviously I listen to yeah, the whole yeah. thing all the way through. Yeah, I think to work and back from work pretty much got most of the album in. So um, it's just like I I don't know. It just it feels like most of the tunes are some kind of banger in some kind of way. Yeah, they've each got their own little thing to them, haven't they? It's um yeah yeah yeah. yeah. There's Which, not really any that I skip, you know. Oh yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I um, yeah, I really like him. I think um, he's quite a, sort of uh, probably quite underrated. The uh, the Sky beats Z. by um, Pete Rock. Are well, just, yeah, Pete Rock, fucking awesome. Apparently, there's it an seems to work. There's a track on the new RA the Rugged Man album that's coming out in March, April sort of time. There's a Pete Rock's produced it, and it's got. RA and Afro on it together with a Pete Rock produced beat, which just sounds like it's going to be amazing. So, I'm mm. quite looking forward to that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. The um, I I sort of uh, I saw that thing you sent me on Instagram earlier with the uh, yeah, um, Black Thought. Black Thought. Yeah, <laughs> that was dope, man. <laughs> I need to look at that again. I think that was from quite... the Tiny Desk concert that they did. The oh, M- yeah, M- yeah. MPD Tiny Desk concert. NPR. NPR. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if people want to watch it, you just search YouTube um, NPR The Roots uh, or mm-hmm. Tiny Desk mm-hmm. The Roots, and it's part of that performance they did. I think so. Um, they had a female vocalist on there as well. It's a really good. It's a good performance actually. I love what I've watched. So many of those NPR things. They're so good. So. Yeah, I need to. Um, I need to investigate them a bit more. I I've watched a few they're, they're quite amazing and, uh, um, yeah. Big Daddy Kane did one that was he's still got it man he's just so <laughs> silky smooth his flow is just oh it's fucking amazing man like it's just people don't know like they just don't know how good he is man I mean a lot of people do but your average person doesn't quite get how good he is and he's still got it like he just drops into this stuff and just, just it's oh there's something about his flow man and he's almost even more relaxed about it because he's that much older and more experienced and just chilled out with everything that it just, I don't know. Yeah, it's really good. And he's got a great band yeah, with him yeah. as well. So it's, um, that always helps. So. Yeah, nice, nice. I, I think, um, sorry, I was trying to make a point. <laughs> so, uh, and then we, then we sidetracked Black Thought. Oh, yeah, the, I, I think maybe there's, I think there's sort of rumblings of the roots bringing out some new material pretty soon. I think... It's been um, ages, man. Well, they they never stop the roots. I wouldn't say they've been quiet recently, but the, I suppose the record in terms of albums, yeah. Been, I mean, yeah. there's there, obviously there's that buzz that Black Thought created with that freestyle, mm. and then his two little mini LPs he, re- he released. Yeah, um, they were good. I so them. yeah, so obviously that tunes, was man. ticking over, and obviously they're still performing mm. all the time, yeah. and obviously on Jimmy Fallon every night as well. So 
Mm, mm. I think for yeah, them, they, it's just they could never be accused of uh, sitting on their asses. That's no, sure. no, they're always busy, and I think it's almost good they haven't done an album because they haven't needed to for the money or anything. So it seems like no, when they yeah. do decide to do an album, it will be because they want to do an album and they want to put some mm. stuff down, and you know, it it's um, which for me is just a recipe for making really good music when there's no motivation for money yeah just it. see what comes out of yeah. um, the, the creative process yeah so um that's going to be good if they do that that'd be awesome so yeah because mm, mm. there was some weird cryptic posts on instagram from them and it was like oh what does that mean so i don't know yeah maybe that was that's to do with that but yeah, um, they're teasing us yeah maybe but they're so good i just hope they come on tour again and come over here again because <laughs> that was probably the last awesome gig i went to that was well i suppose mm. we tang were pretty good but the roots were just it's probably because i got really stoned there as well but which is the last time <laughs> i probably got really stoned which is fucking years ago but uh what was that 2013 or 12 they were here or something like that so i think it was 2013 early or maybe late 2012 um they were fucking excellent so Mm. Yeah, yeah they uh, geniuses at work. I've had the fortune to see them many, many times. I think and, we saw uh, them in Birmingham. Mm. Did we? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sure we yeah. did. Which is weird because I don't remember a lot about the gig. I remember <laughs> the Birmingham show was a bit of a funny one. I'd say it probably wasn't. Definitely wasn't one of the best gigs in terms of it was the crowd that were hard work in Birmingham. I think us being sure, there actually started more a bit more raucousness after a while because we were like getting i remember we were getting quite restless with the crowd who were just kind of not very good well the crowd um, in sydney weren't great the, the first yeah. five or six rows of people back sort of thing or whatever rows yeah. it was standing but they were pretty raucous but then everyone else was just kind of chilled just uh, aussie crowds are pretty chilled like that but yeah the birmingham one i don't remember i remember I think I was really stained, man. I don't know. It's oh, we we oh, were it's... quite boisterous, like um, <laughs> we, uh, we 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 were. But I think we we added to uh, the uh, the, the show, the experience. Yeah. Although we probably just annoyed everyone. <laughs> yeah, I remember arriving <laughs> in the station and then leaving. I don't remember much about the gig, which is weird. But I remember <laughs> yeah. being there and music happening and stuff. But then it's like, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. I've sure seen it I've seen it most of the times in London. Um, uh, like Brixton, what's it called? Thingy House, um, a, a building where they had Somerset House. That's it. That yeah, was really okay. cool. It was like in the big courtyard of Somerset House. They had like this. They had a, quite a few shows there, man. We saw we saw the Roots a couple of times and Lupe Fiasco. That was a good gig. That'd be good. That's good. Fucking awesome, man. Back when he didn't go a bit mad. Um, Did he go mad? He, he had a, people were saying, he was coming out with some questionable stuff, apparently. I can't remember what it was now, but I remember reading about it at the time. Uh, he, he was, he, people were speculating whether he kind of lost it a bit, like just had a bit of an episode, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 uh, I make no substantiating claims about that kind of thing <laughs> i just remember yeah. reading something allegedly about it. to say allegedly questioning questioning whether he was still sane but, um, yeah, okay yeah but that was that was an amazing show because he had a, a full live band and stuff. i think there's something about those kind of acts having that full live band experience that really adds to it 
Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's um, it's very cool. I was, I was actually thinking, where would it be cool to see the Roots if they came back to Sydney? Like, we saw them mm. at the big sort of arena-y thing down in Moore Park, which was actually a pretty good venue. The sound was good, which is mm. rare for Sydney gigs. Most of the sound is pretty <laughs> terrible. Yeah, the sound is so cool. Yeah. Um, there's one in Newtown. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, the Moore, maybe it's the Moore, possibly, but the sound there is fucking terrible. The they're okay, bogged down. Yeah, the sound that's quite famous venue, isn't it? The yeah, but it sounds awful. Like we saw Jurassic really? Five there, and they just used the standard sound system, and it was garbage. Right. Like, uh, just, I don't know if it was the sound people who just couldn't get the mix right, or I don't know. It was just terrible. But we saw Fat Freddy's drop there about a month later, and they brought their own sound system, and it was fucking. Mm leagues different it was fucking sensational oh, there if you if you've never seen them live they're probably one of the best bands i've ever seen live they're fucking amazing so they're probably um they're always out here because obviously they're based in new zealand so um, i think they hopefully they'll come on tour again but um they're yeah i'd like to see them oh, mate they're fucking so good yeah i actually saw them on my birthday um probably 2013 it would have been um or 2014 Mm. Um, for my birthday, which was pretty cool. I think it was 2013, actually. Um, I think it was actually on my birthday as well, randomly, and they were, they were playing a gig there, so we all went down. So. That was um, back when I celebrated my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to find an album I was listening to today by this female MC. Um, it was fucking dope, man. I can't fucking remember the fucking name. I think it began with an S. See if I can find it. It's not very um So that's um that's that's something that's just uh sparked something. Going back, obviously you haven't watched Underdogs yet, but uh, hopefully you'll get around to that. But um I didn't realise that A one um it's it's actually a really good part of the story, the documentary. Um maybe I shouldn't give too much away. I know he was a former drug dealer. Um, Sorry? I know he was a former drug dealer. Yeah, no, it was more about the story about how um, uh, he became married to, um, I'm trying to think of her name. She appears on, she's a female MC. Okay. Um, I'm there. trying to think what it is. Um, I'm trying to find that's this. That's his wife, anyway. Yeah, Which okay. I didn't realise. Um, yeah, I should watch it. I, I need to watch it. I don't know why I haven't. I, I've been distracted with Altered Carbon season two, so which me and John are hopefully going to do a podcast on, which you don't have to listen to, Dave, because I'm sure you won't enjoy it. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably switch off. Sci-fi geekery, but it's pretty cool actually. It's it's um it's one of those stories where you just I'm four episodes in, I still don't know what the fuck's going on. It's um it's quite good. You're just sort of trying to figure it out as they do. So you, and you have no idea where it's going to go or what's going to happen. So there's no predictability to it at all. There's I can't see quite what's going to happen, which I quite okay. I quite like. So yeah, so it's interesting. It's um yeah, so yeah, pretty um, good, pretty good. Um, in answer to my question, it was Tiff the Gift. Uh, Tiff the who Gift. Was on. Okay quite a lot of A1's records. Um, yeah, that that is um, his wife. Yeah, okay. Is, uh, it forms a pretty part, cool part of the documentary, like the story of it. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll watch. Yeah, I but need to watch a, it. She's a pretty pretty good MC. Yeah, okay, awesome. Um, 
I'm just scrolling through my music, seeing what else I've been listening to, but um, I'm still trying to find this woman I listened to. I don't know if it was like a, off a random compilation track, but I don't think it was. But obviously, Loyal Karner, I've been listening to a lot. And actually, that Dave album, um, mm. what's that called? Yeah, Fuck, I was just called? about to mention Dave. It's fucking you know. good, man. And he, he again, he, he stole the show at the Mercury Music Prize with his performance. And then they just had mm. a, a mm. music thing happen about a week and a half ago can't remember what it was like a british music awards or something and greg james was talking on tail enders shout out to tail enders podcast he was yeah. um he was saying um that dave once again just completely stole the show and just performance of the night um so mm. it's uh yeah it's pretty cool so yeah, yeah it's, he's, it's well a, worth. he's a talented guy what the fuck is his album called psychodrama psychodrama yeah, yeah. I, I like i like the narrative of that album yeah, so um, that's one you can just keep listening to over and over as well, and it's, it's it is immediately good, but it's a grower as well. It's one of those albums mm. I think, like where mm. it just becomes yeah, yeah, even better the more you listen to it. So um, yeah, it's I like cool. the um, I like the darkness of it. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It's kind of that that um, kind of window into his 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 mind, um, and uh, I think oh, that's yeah, the definitely. thing. Like it's quite hard hitting stuff. Could, some of it as well. It is quite hard hitting. Yeah, and and I think. There's probably a lot of people that don't listen to hip hop for various reasons or whatever, or don't understand maybe certain areas of hip hop. And I'd be the same, like some hip hop or, or certain parts of the genre, I'm kind of a bit indifferent to. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, too, well, that's man. got a good beat and blah, blah, blah. But what really interests me is the stories behind the, the tunes and stuff. And, yeah. and I think like that, that comes from a, Hopefully, um, I'm sure it does a, a really genuine place, um, you know, on his records, um, which is what I like. Uh, I like that about hip hop and the storytelling aspect of it, um, and and that's what sort of uh, I've enjoyed about the Get Down as well. You know, it's, that, it's telling that story. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. It's um yeah, I think with with um hip hop at the moment, there's this sort of commercial stuff that's hitting, that's getting popular. But I I wouldn't consider that really hip hop. The beats for me aren't hip hop. It's something else. Mm, yeah, and the I flow mean, is not what I like, and so it's like, <laughs> and I find actually like, do you know Logic? I do know Logic. Yeah. So his yeah. albums before he got signed, which were these um, Frank Sinatra volumes one and two mm. i think they mm. were they're really fucking yeah. good and that's just him using other people's beats like quite well-known beats and then just flowing over it i fucking mm. love those albums there were some of there's some really good stuff in it but then he got signed and they just put this modern day like the current in vogue beats on on him and yeah yeah i don't know if he would obviously i don't know he went with that and wanted to you know obviously so that's fine but i didn't like any of it because of the beats mm. and i know he mm. can he's got really good rhymes and he, his flow's amazing and all this shit but i did i just couldn't get on with it because of the beats and it was like well i'm that's it <laughs> i'm not gonna fucking listen to you because i don't i just can't get my head around those sort of beats at the moment whereas yeah i know what you mean with that it's um, just it's just not my I, thing and it's not saying it's bad i just don't you know yeah yeah I, I, for me there's been probably quite a lot of hip-hop i mean the great thing about hip-hop is it's so diverse and you can't really necessarily sort of coin the genre but um because it but the yeah the beats is an interesting thing because i found that i just struggle i find some hip-hop tunes from from so many different areas like if the i find the beat quite jarring if 
for me, but it's just it's just what I like. And I think yeah, that's yeah. the interesting thing about it. Like, it's just the, on, um, you know, Hip Hop Save My Life, you know, the rubbish. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's talked about this kind of thing where he's just like, basically, we're just old farts who fucking can't get past, like, boom bap hip hop. And, and you yeah, know, yeah. it's just, it's kind of, they have a, they had quite an honest conversation with themselves about it. And it's just like, well, yeah, just don't really fucking like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why I like R.A., because he's just, that's still doing that shit and he's yeah yeah but still um, super lyrical and the stories mm. and but it just beats are just on point and but yeah, they're still yeah. it still works in the sort of modern age as well so yeah, but it still yeah. kind of harks back to that kind of boom bap kind of thing so mm, yeah that's mm. one of the, and the same I with afro two, two elements so. of it for me almost there's like there's ones that just make me fucking kind of uh, and me up, you know, there's, there's tunes that are just fucking bangers and the yeah, beat yeah, is yeah. just like, you know, and everything else. And then there's, there's probably ones that are far more about the, um, the, the subject of the, the tune or the, the rhymes that probably like, you know, um, at times make you want to fucking cry, but, uh, <laughs> cause it kind of, you know, it stirs the soul, but, um, yeah, yeah. that's what I love about it. That's what, that's, that's the great thing about music, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah, um, oh, I just love how hip hop's so diverse. It is just so diverse. Like you were saying, it can be that real high tempo thing that gets you going, and that real poignant, deep kind of stuff with the real, you know, awesome tune to it. And yeah, just yeah, well, yeah. Um, I think the, I think the real essence of it is that storytelling, man. Like, oh know, yeah, man. Yeah. This um one of one of those tunes that really makes me just like I play it probably pretty much. Recently, I played it probably most mornings as I get off the train to go yeah. to work. Um, you know, off the new Gangstar record, the second track with MOP, Lights Out? Um, I don't know if I've, if I know that one, I'll have to. Oh, it's, it's a banger. It's just, it's yeah, a straight up, like the lyrics ain't necessarily going to move you. The rhymes are good, but yeah. it's one of those ones where the beat's just like, yeah, this is fucking like, play this as fucking loud right. as possible it would sound it would sound amazing on any of your stereo equipment i'll check that out yeah 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 um, rinse it i found is it called lights out have you got it on your yeah screen? yeah I, I i'm just trying to look for it now i i, I that uh girl that lady mc i was talking about little sims so little little then, sims yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sims, yeah. so yeah. Gr- gray yeah, area is the album stuff. i've been listening to yeah. it's um yeah I, I, I can't remember what track i was listening to today but it was fucking dope i had it banging on the fucking um on the car stereo. Um, still, still the beats bang. Yeah, it's fucking good, man. Where the fuck's that um, album? Um, I only added it recently. Gangstar. Come on, you fuckers. Fuck, I'll just go to artists. It's fine. Do-do-do-do. One moment. Where are the G's? Gangstar. You're nothing but a G thing, baby. One of the best yet. Lights Out featuring MOP. Yeah. Track number two on the new Gangstar album called Lights Out. No, called Mate. One of the Best Yet. Play play that as you're uh, driving to work. It will, yeah. it will make you... I'll stick that on, mate. You'll get the fuck up. Yeah, there's some cool things. Mm. Even a bit of Jerry the Damage on it as well, which is cool. Yeah, Jerry's class, man. That, I fucking yeah. love Jerry the Damager. It's fucking awesome, man. The Wrath of the mm. Math is is a real um, standout album for me. Mm. 
It's um, I'll have to check that out. Oh, it's great, man. Nineteen ninety six, Wrath of the Math. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a fucking dope album. And then his real famous one, which was um, Primo produced it, which is uh, the Sun Rises in the East. Um, that's also a very good album. So, yeah, but he hasn't done much since ninety nine. I think was his last one. So he hasn't. He just tours now. He just lives in Germany. Um, a lot of rappers do live in Germany. It's weird. Like RA goes out there all the time. He's massive in Europe. Um, and uh, he's so he's there quite a lot. He hooks up with uh, Jeru quite a bit. Um, yeah, so. I um, I think some somewhere along the line, I I kind of liked a, a page called RapDates.com. Um, Rap and uh, it it mainly had it basically is it's it's it just brings you all the latest like um, the hip hop artists are on tour like uh, okay. from big names to obscure names, but. I mean, there's so much in Europe that you're just like, wow, that'd be cool to go do. Oh, it's huge, man. It's huge. The hip hop scene in Europe, they just go fucking crazy for it. Like, mm. RA goes to these gigs and it's like 10,000 people sometimes. It's just huge fucking things. And he's just fucking. It's weird. He goes from doing 10,000 to going into like a tiny little club with like yeah. 60, yeah. 60 people and just everyone's down at his level and, the, 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 you know, everyone's on stage with him dancing while he's rapping and. Like, it's just chaos. It's like fucking. It's like a heavy metal that's concert what, with him. It's that's what you'll see under on underdogs. That's a really nice part of it. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like um, he brings them over to France and to do shows and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a really kind of cool part of the story. Yeah. That's um, cool. yeah I need to watch it. Yeah. Just just to go to some of those like uh, underground kind of hip hop venues in Paris and stuff like that would be yeah that so be, cool. That would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, that's cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've been listening to that's worth chatting about, but I don't, I can't remember. I was going to, um, I was going to mention, sorry to uh, change subject slightly, but I've started watching the latest um, of the, uh, the Netflix Formula One. That's, uh, that's been oh, quite yes. good. I saw that yeah. was appeared the other day. I watched the little trailer for it. It looks good, man. Um, yeah, I've watched two episodes so far and um, yeah, it's been really interesting. It was interesting. I saw a clip that, Mercedes put up showing the clip after the German Grand Prix in the debriefing room. You know how it just went all wrong for Mercedes and it was their like mm. celebratory Grand Prix and it just all went wrong. And even though they were dominating the championship and like Hamilton was, you know, dominating, he was gutted that they did so badly. He was just distraught and he was talking through and just you could just hear it in his voice. He was like trying not to yeah. fucking cry basically. And um it's yeah, it was interesting to see, and all of them were so subdued and just like, even though it was one yeah. little blip, they were just like nut, and they just had to figure out what went wrong and then talk about it and be really open about it, and then you know, yeah, you know, they went on from there. Well and just like, oh, it's um, supposed to be amazing. I haven't, like, yeah, yeah, they haven't really covered that yet in this series. Like, uh, I watched a couple of episodes, and it's kind of obviously focused on the first race of the season. And yeah, the, the first episode is always around Melbourne. The second and episode, yeah, out, the second, yeah. the second episode. Like the Melbourne race is really interesting, but then the second episode they've kind of focused on Haas, yeah, and how they, they have love like Gunther a major Steiner. meltdown. Yeah, yeah, they love Gunther Steiner. Yeah, um, they they do that, and it it doesn't go chronologically through the season, so they jump around with it. So each episode's about yeah, a particular yeah. thing. So there's one about the rookies, which is going to be interesting. There's one about that German Grand Prix because they were following Mercedes for that entire Grand Prix, and it was just typical that it all went wrong for him. It was just they couldn't have written it better because yeah, rather yeah, than seeing Mercedes yeah. dominate, seeing them 
fuck everything up in seeing what happens yeah. is actually really good. I like, I like the way it's, yeah. I like the way it's done. It kind of, yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah. Humanizes the whole thing because the first one, one has that real outward kind of sheen and glitz yeah, and glamour. Yeah. But actually, you realize like teams like Haas, for instance, you know, they're they're like they're they're a small engineering outfit compared to like oh, the, yeah, the big yeah. teams. Yeah, and they obviously had quite a few issues last year with the drivers still mm. either A driving yeah. into each other and B just being crap. And yeah, yeah. I honestly they, thought they, they were gonna ditch seat. both of the drivers. If it was me, I'd have just got rid of both of them. I'm like, fuck it, you can't get on, you can't drive together. You both keep mm. crashing. So been, have they retained them both this season? Retained them both, mate. I just like fucking hell. Grosjean must be bringing in some serious fucking money to that team. Um, he must be. Yeah. He, he fucking crashed coming out of the pits on one of them. I don't know if they showed that, but um, he spun it in the pits. And the year before, he spun it in the safety car in Hamas, Azerbaijan in Baku. So he did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. He just must be. I mean, Magnussen's talented. Like he's he probably should be there, but he's mm. Uh, mm. he's not a good teammate. So, um, like, he'd never end up at a Ferrari or a Mercedes or a Red Bull no, because no, he's not—he's not a teammate. Like, it's and Verstappen probably isn't either, but he's that good that he kind of he can get away with that. But um, mm. same with Hamilton—he's that good that it's like it doesn't really matter who his teammate is because he's going to beat him anyway. So, um, and. Uh, I think Bottas is just too nice, but it's perfect for Mercedes. What are you doing, Dave? Fucking hell! You moving the furniture? Sorry about that. I'm. Uh, I was just. I was just moving myself. Um, yeah, right. I have been outside, and uh, now I've come back in. Yeah, nice. I have more wine. Very nice. I'm still on the whiskey. I'm, I'm going to save what I've got left for drowning my sorrows on uh, I, um, later in the week. Yeah, I opened a bottle last night, and uh, I just kind of, well. I've finished it now. <laughs> Good work, it, Dave. It lasted Good two work. nights, but it's uh, it was very nice actually. Um, it's from Horner Wines, um, okay. and it's called the Little Jack Organic Shiraz from 2018. Shiraz, eh? right. Yeah, we say Shiraz on this podcast, Dave. Eh? Shiraz, Shiraz um, from um, Angel Wines. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, gotta say, pretty fucking good. Yeah, nice. I've completely <laughs> stopped drinking wine completely i've got a very nice bottle of pinot noir that's about four years old that was already a few years old sitting in my cupboard which mm. probably is i don't know if it's still all right i, I should probably have kept it um, chilled or something a bit more rather than just out in the anyway but it's a screw top so it's probably fine well it'll either be really good or just fucked so you just gotta i just don't, I don't know i just got off it it's just weird i've just gone off drinking wine i don't know why i've probably just mm. overdosed on it in my backpacking days that was probably it so yeah and now i'm on to more sophisticated things such as the balvenie 17 year old doublewood which is rather yeah i'm I'm going to invest in some whiskey lucy's been in hobart for the last uh she gets back tomorrow but uh i don't think she's really gonna have time to go and buy me whiskey bringing you some back (laughs) what about duty free do you get that through domestic i don't know if you do do you no you don't really Never mind. Sad yes, yes. Well, I reckon we should probably wrap it up because it's 20 to 10. It is, isn't it? We're, yeah. We've done it's, an hour and 10 minutes night. somehow. It's I'm going to watch an episode of uh, the down. Formula One thing. Oh, and, yeah, uh, nice. I might do that, actually. Hmm, I've, got, yeah. I've got time to watch something. I might, I might do another Old Carbon, but it might jack me up too much and then I won't be able to sleep. So. 
<laughs> I think it's more of an early yeah, evening thing or a weekend thing because you get too jacked up watching it. So because there's always it's quite <laughs> high intensity violence and okay. boobs and things. So. Oh well, exciting times. Yeah, I have to think of something to call. What shall we call this podcast? I like the last one. Hooray for boobies! I thought that was a good one, but um, um, yeah, I don't have to call this one the about um, biking or something or sweet tales of Fury. Taz Tasman Cisco. Tasman, sweet tales of Tasman Cisco. Fucking hell, I have to write that down. It was, um, oh no, sorry, not sweet tales, fake tales of fake tales. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was referencing the Arctic Monkey song, uh, fake tales of San Francisco. So I was trying to do a pun and I failed. Uh, fake tales of Tasman Cisco. There you go. <laughs> I don't know how you spell Tasman Cisco. I don't think anyone does. T A S. Yeah, Tasman yeah. and then C I S C O. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but yeah, and that, it was uh, it was just a a, a poorly worded reference to uh, an Arctic monkey song, which oh, nice. is a very good Arctic monkeys. Oh, okay, like yeah, it. nice, nice. All right, we'll do that then. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, well, let's. Um, I feel like there's more we could talk about, but we're just out of time i guess so but let's um yeah yeah well let's do well, another one um, next week if you're up um, for it because it's it's quite um yeah it's quite enjoyable yeah. maybe i'll have done my research on the, the underdogs and we can talk about that and um absolutely absolutely it's a long weekend for us in victoria coming up so um, for me actually yes it is for me i've got fucking who knows how ah, many days yeah. off so got a week off Go and do something, dude. It might be or, more than a week. That's a scary thing. I think I've got to go and find a job, and that's what I've got to do. So, but I, I, I'm going to give myself a few days just to go and do some stuff because it's good to switch yeah, off. Yeah, take, take some time out, man. Take some time out. As it's come along, I feel like the universe is telling me to have a holiday or have a break. So I'll um, that's I need great. to sort well, out my portfolio and get know, that sorted. And once I've done that, I'll stick it up. You, spread you know, around. you're always welcome in Melbourne, my friend. Yeah, so, cheers, um, mate. Yeah, I might be wrangle up. See if I can wrangle a couple of weeks' work down there or something. That might be interesting. See. All right. Well, I'll get my ears to the ground. Yeah, until um, until next time, then um, we yeah. shall do our. Oh, there's one one more thing. Sorry. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. a something that we should put on our playlist, uh, and maybe anyone who's listening could do the same, and then we'll talk about it. Right. So um, on Hip Hop Save My Life podcast ages ago, I just randomly funny. remembered they talked about one of the classic albums being. Um, the War Report by Capone and Noriega. The War Report. War, yes. What is it good for? What's it good for? Capone and Noriega. Um, a bit of old school, Why that probably come up quite gangster-style rap. Um, I've only got three tracks can... on iTunes. Say again? That doesn't seem right. There's only three tracks on iTunes for the War Report. Oh no, it's quite a. It's quite, it's quite there a, is for some reason that took me to a weird section. All right, added. Yeah, so War Report from Capone from Narega, 1997. Yeah, okay, interesting. So, all right, we'll give yeah, that a go. Let's 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 uh, give that a whirl. See what that's all about. But widely considered to be a uh, a bit of a classic. There you go. Little preview. Can you hear that? Mm. I already like the beat. Sounds good. Yeah, that sounds like my sort of hip hop. 
Oh, it's not stopping now. There we go. I stopped it. <laughs> We've kind of broken probably a few so anyway, copyright rules there. There we go. There's some homework. For All right. Time. Yeah, we'll listen to that then. Give that a review. We'll review Underdogs. I'll definitely watch it. And then maybe... Um, I'll try and watch all that Formula One series as well. And we'll see. I'll see if I can okay. smash that out. Or at least if not, we can review the first few episodes or something. That could be quite interesting. Well, I'm probably going to watch it quite slowly because I, I don't, uh, yeah, I only tend to sort of catch it. That's cool. Well, we can always review the first two or three episodes or something like that. See what we get through yeah, and talk yeah. about those. And I'll awesome. try and get underdogs right. done. And then we'll talk about this Capone and Noriega. Noriega. Noriega? All right, we have we have half a plan for a show. We have Amazing. a semi plan. There you go. You're you're trying to bring the plans in, Dave. It's sneaky. I see what you've done there. Next time we talk, we'll have forgotten about all of this. You realise? Well, I tell you what, I will write it down. There you go. Yeah. The plan's rubbing off on me, Dave. Yeah. So, um, hip hop album review. Yep. Capone and Noriega, the War Report from 1997. Capone and Noriega. I spelt that wrong. Um, we're going to talk about the underdogs. I'll definitely watch it. Underdogs, yep, yep. Then let's and talk about maybe yeah, talk about the Formula F1 One show on Netflix. First few episodes, whatever we get through. Yeah, first and few episodes. AOB. Any other business? AOB. I'll put that down. <laughs> Although auto corrected to SOB. <laughs> Some bitch. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we could uh, we could also talk about um, the get down, or maybe I'll have got oh, a few yeah, more yeah, episodes yeah. in. See if you can smash through. It's only yeah. four episodes, I think, because they're quite, they're long ones. They're like hour and a half each, aren't they? So I think it's only four. Yeah, they are pretty long. Yeah, yeah, I think it's only four episodes. So um, for each sort of part, part one, I think it's called part one and part two. That's what they do, and then it's like four episodes in each. So, but they're like hour and a half long each or something. So. Um, Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll um I'll I'll try and uh, try and watch some of those, man. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah. Sweet. Cheers, Dave. And uh, I don't think I introduced the podcast, so that was Harmonic Whiskey Tales, everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. We we should name name it this week Harmonic Shiraz Tales. Harmonic. Is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> oh no, we've been through this. Let's let's get <laughs> harmonic. <laughs> Let's, uh, Shiraz, let's Shiraz Tales. I don't <laughs> know, how, how, do you, another how do you put an inflection of poshness on Shiraz when you write it? I don't know. Shiraz Tales. Uh, we'll, we'll, Shiraz we'll stick tales. to uh, fake tales we'll, we'll, of Tasman Cisco. Tasman Cisco, yeah, okay. And that's relevant because we talked about Tasmania, so we'll yeah, we'll, yeah, um, we'll yeah. just bring up Shiraz in the next one and then we can call it that on the next yeah. one. So. Fueled by Shiraz, co-sponsored. By, <laughs> yeah, co-sponsored by Shiraz, the wine. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> All right, it? I need to get some sponsors. If you, anyone wants to sponsor my podcast, I think we're averaging about four thousand listeners per month or something. So, really, as much as that? That's good. Well, that's what we got it up to before Christmas, and then I stopped for six weeks. So I haven't dared look at what we actually yap to uh, now. So things might have tailed off slowly. I think it might have done. So it could be down to like three hundred again, but you know, fuck knows. But hopefully, people are now listening again now that we're posting regularly. So. um We'll find out. I'm, I might leave it a bit longer before I check or I might get depressed if I've just lost all these listeners. But anyway, never mind. Um, yeah, cheers, Dave. Thanks for tuning in, or not tuning in, but coming on the line. And um, we'll be back soon, everybody. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers.